Hey, welcome to the sermon series from Life Church Green Bay. It's our mission to bring the life-giving message of Jesus to the 920 and beyond. We're so glad you're here. If this is your first time joining us, we want to do life with you. While you're listening, fill out the hello card on our website so we can connect with you. Visit lifechurchgreenbay.com forward slash hello to fill it out. Make sure to check the I'm new here and online options while filling out the card. Again, we're so glad you're with us today. Here's this week's message. Good morning. Open your Bibles to the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 6. And if you have not downloaded the Bible app yet, one, it's a great app to have. But you can scan the QR code. It's a free app. And all the notes and scriptures are going to be there. You just have to click on uh, more events, Life Church Green Bay. Everything's going to be there for you. But it's a great app. It has devotions. It has like every translation of the Bible. It has videos. I mean, you can even do the verse of the day and it has a prayer with it. I think today was Kurt Franklin. Like Kurt Franklin led you through the Bible. Okay, I'll take that. So like it's a free app. That, but if you want a physical Bible, you want a paper Bible, we actually have some available as you're walking out at our Welcome Center. We're, we'd love to give you one for free. If you are watching online, shout out Jamie, my ladies in Milwaukee, my, my, my dude in Two Rivers, love you. So glad you guys are here. And I'm so glad you guys are here. You guys made it out. I mean, you'll, probably you were like me. You open that garage door and the wind hit and you're like, whoa, that's what one feels like. <laughs> that's, that's what one degrees feels like. It feels like that. And so I'm glad you guys are here as we're continuing in this series called Margins, where we're talking about making space and leaving room for God to work in our lives. And last week, Pastor Sean talked about the importance of having a Sabbath. And I loved how he showed us that a Sabbath gives the opportunity to rest to recharge, to reflect, and to replace. And then he ended with two questions. And the questions were, what do I have in my life that shouldn't be? And what do I not have in my life that should be? Because for us to have all the things he talked about, again, rest, recharge, reflect, and replace in our lives, we need to make margin for Sabbath. And today I wanna talk about making margin for our day And a message I'm calling, A Day in Margins. Can we pray? Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you for being here. Lord, where it's easy to worship you, it's easy to encounter you, it's easy to go to prayer and feel the power of prayer. And Lord, I pray, Lord, that we would continue to trust in you and seek you in everything we do. Lord, be with this message. I pray it would challenge us. I pray it would motivate us. I pray it would help us to get closer to you and away from the things of this world. In Jesus' name, amen. So chapter, Matthew chapter six, I'm gonna start reading verse 27. Jesus says this, can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? I mean, look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown in the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Oh my. 
guys, I am so sorry. We tried to fix this this week, and I don't know why it's continuing to do this. But for the next 29 minutes, can you guys just focus on me and don't look over there? Don't look over there! I'm just kidding. There's nothing going on over there. I was just, I was just experimenting. Actually, a lot of you guys did really good. You're like, I'm going okay, to focus on you. Don't look over there. Some of you guys were over there. You're like, you're talking about me? No, I, was just, I just want to use an illustration to talk about focus. Because the reality is when someone says, don't push the button, what do you want to do? I want to push that button. When people say, don't go in that room, you go, why? What's in that room? Can I just see what's in that room? Can I? I mean, it's just our focus can be taken from us. And, it's, and sometimes our focus can be taken from all the things God wants to do in our day. And I love that Matthew chapter 6, that Jesus talks about this, that, that we need to make the most of our day because we won't get back or we won't get more time in that day. I mean, God has blessed us with 24 hours, 1,440 minutes, 86,400 seconds each day to make the most of it. And he's shown us things that rob us from making the most of our day. Things like worry and anxiety, things that we don't have or things we wish we did have. And when these things become our primary focus, we'll forget today and focus on tomorrow. And the reality is God has given us today and not necessarily tomorrow. I know that's dark, that's a little grim, but that's the reality. We're not promised tomorrow, so we need to go every day doing at least two things. One, thanking God for today. I've been trying to do that on a daily basis. God, thank you. Thank you that I woke up today. Thank you that I have a new day to make the most of it. And that's the second thing. Make the most of your day. Now, when I, when I mean make the most of your day, I'm not saying doing the most in your day. But it's finding the margin to make the important things possible and to accomplish those important things in our day. Now, you might be asking, well, what are important things? What are things that I should be doing in a day that are important? Well, I'm glad you asked. Because I think the answer to that question is found in a question that was given to Jesus. So, I want to jump to the same book, Matthew, but instead of chapter 6, I'm going to go to chapter 22. Chapter 22, we're going to start reading in verse 34, and we're in the middle of this fun interaction that Jesus is having with the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They're kind of trying to motivate themselves to kind of outsmart Jesus. And in verse 34, it says this, But when the Pharisees heard that he silenced the Sadducees with his reply, they met together to question him again. One of them, an expert in religious law, tried to trap him with this question. Teacher, which is the most important command in the law of Moses? Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophet are based on these two commandments. So we see the Pharisees try to get together and they say, all right, let's see if we can get them. Let's see if we can get Jesus to tell us the best one out of 613 of them. And it kind of reminds me of this thing I like to do with my friends and family. I'll kind of spur it on them, but I think it's a fun game. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. I do this game called Top Five. And what Top Five is, is I could just randomly ask you, Top Five. Like for example, maybe we're watching the new Top Gun and I say, all right, Top Five Tom Cruise movies, go. And they're like, uh, Braveheart? No, he's not even in that. Like, you go to the grocery store and you're in, you're in the fruit aisle. Go, All right, top five fruits, go. 
Almonds, that's not even a thing. What, what are you talking about? Or uh, watch a TV show, top five characters, go. And, they're, and like, I, I think my friends like it. I know Shelby doesn't like it anymore. She's like done with it. She's like, stop telling me. I don't want to give you top five anything. And the reason it's easy for me is because I already have it. I was prepared before I said it. Like I already had my top five. So I went to him and I was like, I got mine. Mine's got yours. Like, come on. But I wonder if the Pharisees kind of came to Jesus with their greatest commandment. And I wonder if they got it right. Well, one, they didn't because Jesus threw something out. He goes, I got two for you, actually. They go together though. So it's like a two for is like a one for. And I wonder if they're like, all right, that's, I mean, it's a good answer. It's not what I picked, but it's a good answer. But I look at Jesus' response and I'm reminded that these things need to be put in margin in our day. Because like, just like Jesus said earlier in Matthew chapter six, to make the most of our day, we need to seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. So if you're taking notes, and I hope you are, there are five important things we need to make margin for in our day. Five things that we say, okay, if I'm gonna make the most of my 24-hour day, I need to make sure I'm applying these to my daily life. And number one is this, we need to make margins to love God. See, the word love in the Hebrew is ahava, which is affection. It's an affectionate love. And in the Greek, it's apageo, which means the action of love. So Jesus is saying that the most important command to, to have is to have this active, affectionate love towards God. But how do we make margin for that? We make margin by saying, you know what? Every single day that God blessed me with, I'm gonna love God. I'm gonna give him an active, affectionate love towards him. And it's not just when he does things I need or, or, or when he does things, you know, he answers a prayer or things are going well, or I wake up on the right side of the bed. No, he, we need to love him at all times. Joshua 23, 11 says, be sure to always love God, love the Lord your God, to always love him. So I'm going to actively and effectively, affectionately love him in my day because loving God shouldn't be circumstantial. It should be continual. Meaning like, I, I don't need an excuse to love God. I, I will always love God, no matter the circumstances, because I'm gonna love him with all in me. Here's number two. Make margin to love God with all of your heart. Now the word heart in the Hebrew is the word lava, uh, which is our emotions or our choices motivated by our desires. To love God with all, and love is important, that all part is important too. I'm gonna to love him with all, everything, all that's in me. I'm gonna love him with all of our heart means I'm going to align my desires with his desires and I find his desires in his word. In fact, John 1, 1 says it. In the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God and the word was God. So to make margin to love God with all of our heart means we need to know his word, but we also need to make time for his word. Now this is gonna be an unpopular opinion, okay? So just go with me, don't get mad, don't like, you know, don't email us yet, okay? But I think we should start every morning in the word. Now I know some of you guys are gonna come to me in the lobby and you're gonna go, no, Pastor Dallas, you don't understand, man. I am like a lunchtime Bible reader. And that's great, you should continue doing that, but you all should, should read in the morning. You're gonna come to me, no, no, Pastor, you don't understand. I, I love reading at night. The kids are in bed, everything's quiet. That's the best time I have with God. That's great, but you should also read in the morning. Here's why. I think we need to be in God's word before we do anything else. I mean, think about it. Imagine if yesterday, 
I look at shoving, all right, I'm gonna go shovel the driveway and I go out in shorts, t-shirts and vans. But I come back in mad, like I'm cold and my shoes are wet. That's no fair. Yeah, I didn't come prepared. I did not prep myself for the environment I went into. And here's the reality, if we don't prep ourselves, of course we're gonna have a bad day. Of course we're gonna be mad at our boss. Of course our kids are gonna drive us crazy because we didn't prep ourselves to align our heart with his heart, to have a word that will be our anchor and our guide. So yeah, I, I love the, the, the lunchtime prayer, I mean, uh, um, devos and the dinner devos. I love it, but I gotta start before I go out into this world, before I open my garage and that wind hits me, I go, oh, I got a word in me though. I don't like the condition, but I got a word in my heart. And that's what he wants for us. He wants us to prepare ourselves for that. And this book, I mean, this book is filled with wisdom and understanding along with stories that show us the consequences to our actions, both good and bad. There's people that we can learn from and we can grow from and mature from because it's in this word. Here's what I love, and I don't have notes for this. I do apologize. But there was actually a scientific study conducted by the Center for Bible Engagement in 2009. So you can look this up. I, I found this in like five websites. And it shows us that when a person hears or reads scripture at least four times a week. So you could take three days off in this study. Four times a week, they have found that getting drunk drops 57%. Sex outside of marriage drops 68%. Pornography drops 61%. Gambling drops 75%. All these bad habits where they say like negative thoughts and negative thinking drops 57%. But here's what's also great about this study. Reading our Bible or hearing the Bible four times a week has caused sharing our faith with others to rise 228%. What? Discipling others, 231%. And here's why I love. Memorizing scripture goes up 407 I don't even, I can't even do the math on that. Like, how is that possible? Why is that possible? Because Psalm 119 says it. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Your word is in my heart. It's in my desires. It's in my choices. It's in my actions. It's in me because I've aligned my heart with your heart. I've made margin to make your word a priority. Now, I'm not saying that we need to memorize the whole Bible. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that like, by, all right, you got until next week. Better get started. Like I'm not saying, what I'm saying though is that we need to go into his word and we cannot go forward. Because here's what I'm saying too. Don't just check it off. All right, I checked it off or read it. No, no, no. You have to read scripture and stop and ask yourself these two questions. What does this scripture mean? And how can I apply it to my life? I mean, imagine going into your day like that. What does this mean? So I just don't read and go, oh, I don't get it, but I read it. No, understand it. Go to Google, text a friend. But once you understand it, now how can I apply this to my life? And that's how we hide his word in our hearts. So doing this on a daily basis will help us align our desires and choices to God's because we will know his desires and his choices. Here's number three. Make margin to love God with all of your soul. Now, the word soul in the Hebrew, I love this, is the word nephesh, which means throat. So it's saying like right here, 
But what it really means is this. It's what comes out of us. That's why like the, the nefesh is, your, when they say you die, your soul is leaving your body. So it's what's in us. It's what we're about. It's, it's how we work. Now, how do we make margin for our soul? Well, I think we do that when we make healthy deposits before we make healthy withdrawals. Meaning, if we want to love God with all of our soul, all that's in us, we got to make sure we're putting time into our rest. Because rest is so important. The National Institute of Health found that adults giving seven to eight hours of sleep is as important for good health as diet and exercise. So for those diet and exercise haters, guess what? Just sleep. It's just as good. Good sleep improves your brain performance, your mood and health. Not getting enough quality sleep regularly raises the risk of many diseases and disorders. These range from heart disease and stroke to obesity and dementia. What? So proper sleep affects our entire body. And if we haven't margined enough time for that, we have to ask ourselves two questions. What is getting in the way of loving God with all my soul? What is getting in the way of loving God with all that is in me, all that I have? What is getting in the way of that? And whatever that is, is it more important than loving God with all of our soul? Now, I got to talk to the parents real quick. I'm not trying to give you a guilt trip. I understand that thing right there. She or he is just taking all your sleep away. I totally get it. I get it, parents. You're like, yes, I want to I sleep for 10 hours. I just can't. They just won't stop yelling. Like, I get it. I totally get that. And I get why you've you're, got to find your sleep when you can. But really, I'm talking to the people who've made margin for scrolling and streaming. Like, that's, I know, ooh. Got real quiet, like, oh, didn't think he was going to touch on that a little bit. Even if it's a chosen, make some time for sleep. Like, make some time. Margin it. Meaning, okay, if I have to wake up at this time, well, let's do the math. What's eight hours of this time? It's this time? Oh, I have to go to bed that early? Yeah. Because that's how we can love God with all our soul. But, like, I want to be cool still. You're an adult now. You got to get up at 7 a.m. Some of you guys earlier than that. So do the math. And it's just the reality of it. So you got to make margin. But I like doing this at this time. Record it. Hear about it later. You're not going to lose your life over it. But you will lose some things when you don't give sleep. You will. And here's the thing. What we put in will come out. What we don't put in won't come out. I wonder what happened with some families if we made this a priority, not just for our lives, but our entire family's lives. I know you guys in your 20s and you're like, no, that's so lame to go to bed that early. It's just the reality of life. Because we need sleep, especially if we want to love God with all of our heart. And we know that when when we do this, it prepares us to love him with all of our soul. Here's number four. Make margin to love God with all of our mind. The word in the Greek is denoia, which is our thinking and understanding. So how do we margin that? How do we margin our mind? I think we do that when we make prayer a priority. Because our mind goes through a lot and God just wants to be in the middle of that. Meaning that we bring prayer into every situation we face. First Thessalonians says it. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. 
Now, in Jewish cultures, it was a custom, like even from the Old Testament, we see in the book of Daniel, that uh, the Jewish culture would pray three times a day. In the morning, and then in the noontime, in the evening, it's, it, which is funny because we've become a culture where we pray before we eat, in the morning, and at lunch, and at dinner. It's just kind of a customary thing. But the disciples saw that Jesus was doing more than just three times a day. That we see in the scripture, he was constantly going away and getting alone with God to the point where the disciples go to Jesus and say, Lord, teach us to pray. Here's the reality. They knew how to pray. They knew, even when, they said the Lord's, when he said the Lord's prayer, they knew that it was called the Kadesh. So they understood that prayer. But the reason they said, teach us to pray, is they said, Lord, we want to pray like you pray. Because you pray all the time. You pray in every situation. You are constantly praying. And I love it because Jesus says this, I pray that you will be one with the Father like I am one with the Father. And so that's why he's saying, no, I am one with the Father. My thoughts are his thoughts. My actions are his actions. My words are his words. We are one. And that's my prayer for you, that you will be one with the Father. And that's what prayer does. Prayer is constantly being real and honest and yourself with God. And when I say prayer continually, I know that we have the Lord's Prayer and those things as examples. And those are great. But God wants a real and vulnerable you. He wants a real you that's saying, God, I need help with this. So when someone's driving by and gives you that magic finger and you think of all the things you'd love to do with them on the highway, that's a great opportunity to stop and say, God, I need my mind to be like your mind. I need to get to a place where I laugh at that. I get that. First time that happened to me, oh man, I wanted to see how tough my car was. <laughs> now, I just laugh at it. I go, God, I don't get that. Just smile. I, I smiled when they like they give me the like they've given me the finger so hard, like they want to give it to me, like like they want to pass, like they want their finger to hit me in the face. Like, and I just smile at it. Because I'm constantly praying, God, let my mind be like your mind. Or if we're going through things where we have fear and anxiety, we're reminded in Philippians to not worry about anything, but to pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done and he will give you the peace that goes beyond understanding. So sometimes we say, God, I need your peace. He says, cool, give me your worry. Give me your everything. Come to me on a consistent basis. Lord, I want that from you. So when we put loving God with all of our mind in margin means prayer is more than just a couple times a day. But it's all times necessary. Because our brain goes, our thinking goes, and God just wants to be a part of that. Here's number five. Make margins to love like you want to be loved. It says in verse 39 of chapter, uh, Matthew 22, a second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. Two things we need to understand about that. What is our neighbor? Our neighbor is anyone God has put in our lives. Anyone in our proximity is our neighbor. So it could be a coworker, could be a family member, could be someone that you go to school with, it could be someone you go to church with, it could be your actual neighbor. And what does it mean to love them as you love yourself? It means to love them at a high level because you wanna be loved at a high level. And I know right now someone's going, no, I don't wanna be. Yeah, you do. It's just circumstances that cause you to dampen that. But in the perfect world, you'd wanna be loved more than anyone else. And God's saying, yep, now I want you to love people just like that. 
I want you to love people at a place where, where they feel great, where they feel energized, where they just walk away feeling better. That's what God wants us to do. We, he wants to have interaction with people where they walk away going, man, I just really like that person. They just make me feel good. Now, I know you guys are freaking out right now. You're like, okay, hold on. You just said to like not do the most in a day. Now I need to like love on people in a day. Like, how am I going to do that? I have a lot of stuff to do. You know, I have three kids, right? Like, what are you even talking about? The best way we can make margin for our day is just be intentional with our interactions. It doesn't have to be a lot. Can I tell you one thing I love to do in public? Just smile. Because there's something about a smile that just really just infects the environment. Here's how I know. I want to show you guys a picture real quick. This is a uh, same dog, but there's a difference. You know what the difference is? This is the before and this is the after this dog's owner told him, good boy. That's it. So if a dog can smile by hearing two words, I mean, imagine what people can do. Hey, how are you? Good to see you. You look great today. Man, I just love being around you. I don't know. If you told me that, I'd be like, well, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Can I get you a coffee? Can I get you? I mean, it just makes you feel good when people say good things. It doesn't have to take a lot. We don't have to go people go, I just need you to know how much I love you, so we're going to talk for 40 minutes. No, we don't have to be that. It could just be as simple as good to see you. I'm glad you're here. Man, I'm glad you came in today. I'm glad you're, I'm just so glad to be around you. I mean, gosh. That's loving people like we want to be loved because we want that. Now, some of us are right now going, yeah, and I don't get that. God gives you that. You just keep giving that. He'll come, but you keep giving it because even if they're like, ugh, you still deposited something great in that day. And that's how we can make margin for it because it's so important that we love people at a high standard because we want to be loved at a high standard. I want to close with this. I want, to, I want to go back to Matthew chapter 6. I want to end with verse 34. And it says, So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Don't ruin today's wins because you're worried about the possibility of tomorrow's losses. Now, I, I know, I mean, I get that there's planners in this world you know, in this room. I mean, my wife's a planner and I'm not saying you can't plan ahead. I, I mean, I practiced this message yesterday. Okay, so like I get it. But if tomorrow gets all of our focus and today doesn't, then we're not doing what God has to do. There's so much we could do today that we're missing out on because our focus is in the wrong places. And so God is saying, make today matter. Make today win, and we can do that by adding the, the commands that God talks to us. But here's the thing. These commands should not be an addition, but it should be like a filter. That everything I do today, I'm going to filter it through loving God with all my heart, with all my soul, and all my mind, and loving my neighbor as myself. Every interaction is going to get that filter. Because here's the great thing about good filters. It keeps out what God wants you to get rid of, and it lets flow through what God wants for you. Like that's what a filter does. And so when we filter everything in that, we're promising ourselves good days. We're asking ourselves to say, you know what? I'm gonna make the most of the day. And when we do that, we'll have a life where we don't deal with the case of the Mondays, where we're not just working for the weekend, 
will become believers who will start to have this TGIT mindset, which is thank God it's today. Can I pray with you? So one of the things I love about God and about loving God is the best way we can love God with all of us is by giving us, giving all of us to him. The reality is sin has separated us from God. He's a holy, he's a powerful God. We want him to stay that way. And sin, it, it just separates. But I'm so thankful that he loved us first, that they gave us Jesus, who came and lived a sinless life so that we can now have that connection. We can have that bridge back so that we could freely walk in the love he has for us. And it's more than just a belief, it's a relationship that we can walk in that fully when we surrender and say, God, I want you to be my Lord. I want you to be my savior. Lord, meaning I wanna give you control. I don't want to do life my way anymore. I wanna do life your way. And savior meaning I'm not gonna hold on to sin or shame, but I wanna start walking in the freedom you have for me and the freedom you gave us on the cross. So if that's you, we're gonna do one of two things. I'm just gonna have you raise your hand and look at me. And then we're gonna say a prayer together. We're gonna say it together so it's not just you and me. It's everyone in this room agreeing with you. And, and the Bible says when you, when you believe this, when you, when you make this confession, God will transform you from the inside out. So if that's you, you're saying, you know, I want today to be the day that I no longer just believe in God, but I have a relationship with God. I want to be set free from him. I want to have a new life in him. If that's you, can I just have you raise your hand real quick? Thank you. Thank you. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yep, back there. Thank you. Thank you. All right, let's say this together. But for those who raise your hand, let's just, let's believe it. Say, Jesus, thank you for what you did on the cross for me. I give you my life, all my life, for you to do whatever you need to do. I ask you to be my Lord and my Savior in Jesus' name. Amen. If you said that prayer for the first time, we want to help you. We don't want this just to be an emotional decision. We want this to be a decision that is grounding you in your faith and your relationship with him. So if you could please do me a favor. You could scan the QR code. You could fill out the card. If you fill out the card, I'll write you back. I'm just saying. You can ask around. It's true. But just check the box saying, I'm choosing to follow Jesus. We want to help you. We want to get you a Bible. We want to help you with the Bible app. We want to help you understand prayer. We want to invite you and be a part of things that's happening here. The biggest thing we want is you be part of a community. And if today you're like, I don't know if this is a church for me. I don't know if I really, this is my style. I totally get that. But you can't stop. You can't let this be a reason you stop going to church. We are a church for anybody, but not everybody. But the great thing about it, there's so many great churches here that you could be in community with and you can grow and mature with. Can I pray with you one more time? Maybe you're here and you're saying, you know what, I am a Jesus person. But I live more today thinking about tomorrow. I want to start making the most of each day that God has blessed me with. If that's you and you're saying, I want to make the most of today. Can I just have you raise your hand so I can pray with you? So Lord, thank you. Thank you that we are no longer going to be focusing on tomorrow and focusing on the other things, but focus on what you have for us today. And I pray that there'd be so many powerful stories, so many powerful encounters, so many things that will remind us who you are and how, how much you wanna bless our life. So Lord, I pray, Lord, for this day forward, 
We'd make every day remind ourselves that you've blessed us with a new day and we're gonna make the most of it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us this week. Follow our other podcasts so you can be updated when new episodes are released. We have a wide variety of podcasts to choose from. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. We'll see you next week.